You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Oh, and welcome back. We thought Vikings Vent Line was over. No, no, no. Our off-season on Vikings Vent Line doesn't really exist that much. I'm your host, Declan Goff. Welcome back to Vikings Vent Line. Obviously, we do a vent line after every single Vikings game. Uh, with Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgat, and myself, we, rep- we welcome you, the Minnesota Vikings audience, onto the screen with us. We go around. We won't spend the time bitching about the Vikings, uh, but also now it's the offseason. We get to talk about what the heck the Vikings are going to do uh, going into this crazy offseason when it comes to Kirk Cousins. They have obviously a new head coach, even uh, getting a new offensive coordinator here as we're basically recording this as well. So we have plenty to get to tonight on Vikings Ventline. Uh, if this is the first time you are discovering Purple Daily, hit that subscribe button right here on our YouTube channel. Also, we are on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, which is a central hub for everything we do. I got three loyal Vikings fans, Chanix, Dennis, and Evan, about to join me here in just a second. But if you'd also like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, by all means, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. It's scrolling at the uh, bottom of your screen Right now, as you're watching this on our YouTube channel, or if you're listening to us on podcast, vikingsventline at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in on a future episode, last season, uh, the 2021 season, we had more, so many people join us on Vikings Ventline, and we have been a great community here, and we'd love to give you guys a voice on this show. So if you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, please shoot me that email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. All right, I won't waste any more time with introductions. Let's bring our three dudes on the screen here. We got Chanix, a loyal listener hey. of Vikings Ventline. My man Dennis, who has just hey. discovered Purple Daily and Minnesota Vikings Ventline. And also Evan, uh, who's also been on Ventline and write that down before. So uh, a couple of seasoned vets, a new rookie, I guess, in Dennis joining us here on Vikings Ventline. <laughs> Fellas, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us for the off-season edition here. Appreciate you Thanks guys. Thanks for having us, dude. Thank you. We have us, man. Thank you. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to kind of get to here, and and with, and with uh, this being a safe space, by the way, uh, to talk about the future of the Minnesota Vikings, um, I just want to know what you guys want to what what you want to see from this team in this off season. So, Chanix, I'm going to start with you, man. What is your I... number one thing you'd like to see this season in the off season? Excuse me, from the Vikings. Off season, I really want them to sign a guard from the free agency. With if they keep Kirk, don't keep Kirk, anyways. I just want them to sign in guard to protect us and fix the old line. Um, that's, I think those are the most main things that I'm mostly seeing and hopefully they can do because we, for the last couple of years, it's has always been defense, 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 and maybe we'll put a bandaid on the offense. So for me right now, I really, hopefully that they can, do something with the cap from what is left in the cap and sign a really good guard for us because right now our center, sorry, center, center, not guard, center. 
Yeah, it seems like interior line might be the one area that they can go into this offseason, hopefully, and address, whether that's in the draft or free agency, Chanix. I know what you're saying, that it just mm-hmm. seems like they've neglected that. Garrett Bradbury doesn't look like he's going to be that dude that they thought he was when they drafted him. So, obviously, Vikings fans have wanted them to beef up that line, and if it's Kirk Cousins or if whoever it is as the starting quarterback, got to get him some more protection there. I, I, I think Brian O'Neill's been great. Uh, when Christian Derisafine got on the field, he looked pretty solid, but you need something in that interior without getting bullied around. Uh, Dennis, this is your first time on Vikings Event Line. My man, thank you for joining me. Um, what What is the number one priority for you this offseason for the Vikings? So my number one priority, because I went through a lot of it, I was like, all right, we got quarterback, we got offensive line. And I sat back and I was like, with this new coaching regime, I want to see if they're able to de- develop talent. Like we've had over, what, 20 draft picks the last two drafts? And if you look by all the draft rankings and draft grades, we we had good drafts. So that means we brought in talent, but it seems like the coaching staff wasn't developing the talent the way we thought they should, or the way everyone thought they would. Like like how you say, like we need a guard. Wyatt Davis was projected at one point to be a first round pick at guard, and that man never sees the field. So that's kind of where I'm at. I want I want this new coaching staff and GMs to actually develop the talent we have while still adding more talent to it. Yeah, man, I, I I don't really understand how you can have that many draft picks, which draft picks which Rick Spielman had over the last few drafts. And as you said, initial grades, and, and it's sometimes it's a little overreaction, right? When you start grading a draft class, the second right after it happens. But every draft expert seemed to say, "Man, the Vikings this year continue to stockpile picks. There's a lot of good options, even on day two and three, that they've been able to grab here. Can they plug and play?" They drafted four guys in the third round last year, and none of them saw the field at all. So <laughs> it was that. Was that two things, like you're saying? Is it was it just bad picks, or was it possibly bad coaching and not getting them enough and up to speed and whatnot? I'm with you, Wyatt Davis. Like where, that man was on a wanted poster, like we're missing poster, what like Kellen Mond, like Kellen Mond. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I remember calling. Sorry, I, I remember yeah. calling, and I was like, I can wake up again. We finally have a quarterback that we can actually maybe develop. And then he was thrown under the bus, and I'm right. like. I don't think it's fair. Um, I also feel like this year also give us a – you could say it's like a, we get lucky because we get to develop last year's rookies and this year's rookies, so we have more development to do. But, again, how much are we going for, like, we need to win now, or is it more like we need to develop? Yeah. Or- yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like with what you guys have said there. Is Wyatt Davis, is he actually legitimate? He was looked as a first-round first round grade going into that draft, and was it him being out of shape? I know Judd Zolgad was talking about that recently on a Purple Daily episode that he kind of came in, unfortunately, a little out of shape after the college football season, and that put him behind the eight ball and minicamp, minicamp and OTAs. I still think he has a shot of potentially being a, a starting guard, maybe even as beginning as week one of next season. Uh, Evan, what do you think, my man? You've been on Write That Down. You've been on the show, uh, both of them, Mackie and Judd Purple Daily before. What are you thinking? What do you want the Vikings to do this offseason? Um, I think the priority is kind of twofold. Um, I think the number one move is we need to move off of Kirk. I think it's time to complete the um, entire regime change and lean fully into this new era of Vikings football. We have a new GM. We have a new coach. It's time to get a new quarterback, especially with the latest report that just dropped um, that Kirk's not willing to take a pay cut. He's expecting around forty million dollars a year. He's not fully in like this, like this new coaching regime is. And the second half of that, of this uh, number one priority, is to con- continue to fortify this roster for the next quarterback to be able to come in and comfortably develop. 
I mean, I, I think Dennis made a great point is that I think the previous coaching staff weren't wasn't able to um, recognize talent or develop talent. Justin Jefferson's a top five receiver in the league, and he didn't start playing until week three. His first weekend, what do you have, 175 and a touchdown against Tennessee? Like, why is he just stashed on your bench somewhere as a first-round, you know, investment? All due respect to Ola B.C. Johnson, and I know I believe he suffered an ACL scenario <laughs> like in training camp, but like, what in what world did Ola B.C. Johnson, Johnson get starting reps over Justin Jefferson two years and ago? He, in the first and he was a seventh-round pick. We right. invested a first-round pick in J.J., and we're like, okay, we need to ease him in slowly. He's like, no, he's a Ferrari. We need to let him run. I hear you, you dude. Let him go. I hear you. Hey, what what do you guys think of that report that came out that that Kirk Cousins is not willing to take a pay cut? Um, this is this is how I kind of looked at it when I was talking with Mac and Judd with it this weekend at at the golf show um, when we were down there. That I said, look, if if he was twenty five, twenty six, right, and and he's trying to get his money and he wants to prove that he wants to be paid, I can get that. Whether he's asking for the moon or stars or if he's worth for, worth it or not, I can get that as a young guy in his career. But when you're thirty four, thirty five years old. And the narrative around you is kind of already ah good, but not great, or, and maybe a little bit question marks here and there. Wouldn't you want to potentially take lesser money to to build out the rest of the roster and, and honestly fix your legacy, Chanix? What do you think, man? Like, what do you look at his stats? But look at his stats, man. He is so good. <laughs> never intercept. He is so consistent. He rarely gets like get hurt. He's always there. No, I completely agree with you, uh, Declan, on on that because. I get so frustrated because, man, he constantly said, like, oh, I want to be a Vikings for life. That really bothers me because I'm a Vikings fan. There's nothing with when you were here showed me that you really care for us as a fan. You All you do is you pat your stats so you will always look good while everyone else sucks. And then when we start blaming, it's, Every, I'm not saying it's not just only them, but like you should deserve the same amount of blame as well because you're our leader. I hate to say like when Case Keenum, I know he was a one shot, uh, one hit wonder, but he gave us hope. He gave us leadership. He made us exciting, not just once, twice, three. Like it was so exciting to watch these games. So for me to have him just like, man, I, you know, I just work here, but I want to yeah. be a Vikings. Of course I want to be a Vikings. You're paying me so much. Yeah. And <laughs> look, this is a podcast and show. And Dennis, I know you said you recently discovered us, but, you know, we, we get a bad rap that we think people think we hate Kirk. We do not hate Kirk. It's, it's the fact that he makes a lot of money and there are limitations in his game that pay him to be a top quarterback when he does not deliver in those moments. So. I, I guess my, my big question to you is, what do you think of Kirk Cousins, because this is being your first time on this show, and what do you want the Vikings to do with him long term? So I'm like everyone else, kind of. Like, Kirk Cousins has never been a winner wherever he's been. He's never won, like, the big games, right? And then he hates competition to come in. You remember we had the undrafted Canadian football player that came down and tried out. It was like, they wanted me just to be a backup. I couldn't challenge for the position because Kirk Cousins had it, and he doesn't like that. That's why we keep Sean Mannion. I feel like with Kirk contract is if you're going to make that much money, do you have to be able to cover up the rest of the team's deficiencies that we're not going to be able to pay for? So if you're paying, we're paying you 40 million, then you need to show that oh, I know you can't get this offensive line because I'm taking up so much cap, but I can make it work with the offensive line. You can put it, I can, I can overcome those, those, um, 
just like chart those um obstacles. Yeah. Like, oh, I got a bad defense. I can still because I'm I'm taking so much of the cap. I can overcome those obstacles. And Kurt can't do that. Kurt, everyone always says Kurt needs everything to be perfect around him. Mm-hmm. This is the NFL. It's never going to be perfect around him. So if he can't rise to those occasions and cover the deficiencies that it takes for us to pay him, then he has to go. Like that's what it is. That's just how I see it. Yeah, I mean, and Evan, what do you think? Because I think if if Kirk, and I'm I'm kind of ready to move off of him as well if you can find the right compensation and a trade and whatnot. But if Kirk was willing to like lower the cap it significantly and say, you know what, all right, I'm 34 years old, I got five or six, seven good years left in me as an NFL quarterback, I, I'm I'm over the I'm getting to past that halfway point here in my career, and I want to win a Super Bowl. But if he was willing to take less money, like let's call it 15 to 20 million dollars a year. And he and he was indeed willing to take that pay cut. Would you still sign up for more of Kirk Cousins? I would say no. I think there's just not enough leadership um, intangibles that that come with him. I mean, his his confidence flip flops from regular from you know off season to on season. While we're during the season, he has absolutely no confidence. But as soon as the season's over, he has all the confidence in, all confidence in the world to demand these contracts as if he's good enough to overcome these these um his deficiencies that he has in his game. I mean, even if you look, people want to compare Kirk Cousins to Matthew Stafford. I don't think it's good. It's a comparison. But even if you look at the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford threw two interceptions in that game. It got ugly in the middle of the game. And he was still able to put together a drive. Does anybody know Kirk Cousins' record when he throws two interceptions in the game? Hit me. One in seven. And the one win was the Pittsburgh win this year when we were up like 30 and we did our best to choke that game. <laughs> we were up what? <laughs> we were up like 30 and we did our best to choke that game. So Kirk doesn't have the he, he doesn't have the the confidence in himself to be able to make mistakes. And we saw it in the San Fran game, to make mistakes and overcome. Because they they had players injured and he said Stafford said, I'm going to Cooper Cup no matter what. They right. can't stop me, no matter what. Kirk doesn't have that confidence in himself until the offseason comes to demand these contracts as if he can overcome. Yeah, it, it's – I hate to really rag on someone that's saying – that wants a lot of money, right? I think all of us want a lot of dough, you know? Like, yeah. like go get and your they, money. They, go get your paper. If, they should prioritize their contracts. So the if, NFL if, is – For is sure. Brutal. For yep. sure, but I also think there, it gets to a point where you kind of have a little – have to have a little bit of self-awareness that, hey, all right, I've came – I've come to this team. I've been here for four years. I've gotten all my money. I've still put up my great statistics. I have these great weapons around me. I now have a new head coach coming in, which we'll get into here in just a little bit. But why would I still want to look for that full guaranteed dough? Like, if I really want to help this line, if I want to help the defense, if I want to help this team really compete for a Super Bowl, I think I need to have the the realization that I need to make less money uh, to help build out that. And that does not diminish him as a person or as a man or anything else. It's just I think it's incredibly frustrating for Vikings fans I think who are getting a little bit irritated and tired of that um, because he was brought in here to win a damn Super Bowl. Like the Vikings in 2017 were on the doorstep of winning one with Case Keenum, and yeah, Chanix, I'm, I'm with you. I love close. Case. Case Very was close. awesome, but Kirk yeah. was Kirk is a better quarterback than Case yeah. Keenum, and mm-hmm. then the whole idea was he's going to help us lead to this, lead this team to a Super Bowl finally. And you win we were eight one wins. step away. He yeah. was supposed to lead us to to the Super Bowl through right. those other steps. Yeah. Right. So it's it's incredibly frustrating as a Vikings fan for four years of the Kirk Cousins era, and you have one playoff win and appearance basically to show for it. And um, ahead, I'm sorry. I, I also want to say, like, he also feel like as long as we have him here, we're going to say goodbye to a lot of players that we love, including yes. it might be this player. 
right here I'm wearing. And and the thing is, because we can't afford everyone, you're gonna and we're knowing new regimes, we're no longer gonna be like, we're gonna bring back old people that all did a great stuff for us. No, this is completely new stuff. Whoever is making a certain amount and it is not producing the same quality as they used to, or they're aging, you're getting good you're getting goodbye. And then then we're gonna be like mad because like, oh no, they're they're just destroying this franchise. That's hey, that's how it works. We have right. to balance it out. It is not, you know, caps is not a myth until player says goodbye. You know, <laughs> so yeah. The, I, go ahead, Dennis. Uh, I was gonna add on too, like what we're asking or what the idea has been floated out about him taking a pay cut. Is it something new? Like you remember Tom Brady did it. He took less when he was with the Patriots for them to win. And then with Patrick Mahomes' contract, he didn't. He's not taking as much as he could have got. Like he, he, I mean, he's getting a lot, but it's not as heavy as it would have been, as it could have been, I mean. So we're just like, hey, lower the cap some so we can help get you more people around you to better help you. <laughs> like, like, that's what we want. Yeah, no, I, I hear you guys. Uh, <laughs> to, to, I'm so, sorry to interrupt, but to Dennis's point about um, Patrick Mahomes' contract, he signed a long-term contract, enough for them to be able to move cap around um, to multiple years for them to be able to adjust their roster year to year as needed. Kirk Cousins doesn't do that. He signs two, three-year extensions and really forces the team's hand to pay him up front or, you know, come to a situation like we are now where it's either $45 million or nothing. So he, he he's not – to me, he's not really a Viking. He's not really for the team. He's he's a, he's really a mercenary. Yeah. And, and you can see the team will do something back to a quarterback who's willing to, like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, in the couple of first years, their O-line is bad. But then he was like, okay, I'll take less money. Just – give me a good, better O-line, and they did. Hmm. Now we're complaining about their O-line is because who's coming? We, we don't have the money. When we're like, there's so many holes everywhere, where can we plug it? And then we just have some weird people playing guards and yeah. centers, and I'm like, Converted okay. Tackles. Yes. You, yes. You, you need to beef up that interior offensive oh, line yeah. and defensive line as oh, well, yeah. especially who knows what they're going to do with, with the, the defensive side of the ball too. Uh, I am curious your guys' thoughts on, obviously, Kevin O'Connell, too. They have a new coach here. Mike Zimmer era is done. They bring in Kevin O'Connell, who is this offensive genius, worked with Sean McVay. Uh, Chanix, what, what, is, what is your kind of initial thoughts on Kevin O'Connell? So I watched the, the live he came on on, on, on um, Thursday, and he is definitely a fresh uh, rough of fresh air. He's, uh, he's polite. You know, I will see how he goes when games when he's winning or losing how he's how he acts around it but he's he's trying his best and it's too early for me I like it's great that we're it's because it's watching like an old film constantly for the last couple of years and i'm just like i don't want to watch my talk anymore it's yeah. just very sad because he doesn't want to be there he just want to be defense 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 i don't even want to talk to you about it but he uh, KOC just looks like he's he wants to be here. He has a goal. He wants to win a championship for us. And for a fan like us, we're like, and he he even addressed it us directly, saying, "Dude, you deserve this. You have the talent. You have the organization. You deserve this." And I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna do it or not, but for me at least, you have me for now. And at least I would be cautiously optimistic at this moment. So until it, you know. As time goes on, we'll see. But I'm I'm happy at least. Moving yeah, I'm on. I'm excited to see what he does. Obviously, I I love 
I think when we look back on Mike Zimmer, we're gonna we're gonna appreciate Mike Zimmer a lot more. But I also love that they recognize it was time to move on. Um, and and Zimmer did a lot of good things during his tenure here. But Kevin O'Connell now comes in and he gets to put his own stamp on things. Dennis, what what, what do you think about KOC uh, running things now for the Vikings? Kind of the same, like conscious, constantly optimistic, and like just hearing him talk. Like I said, I watched the interview, I watched his uh, press press release too. He talks about. Defense as an offensive coach, he was. They asked him about his defense. He knew exactly what he wanted. He talked about how it was going to help him with his, how he wants his defense to play, and things of that nature. And he he was like excited about it. Like, no, I'm a, This is what I'm there to do. We're going to get turnovers. We're going to be a great. Like, he was very excited about it. And that's coming from an offensive minded coach. And he put that into like as an offensive minded coach. I know what what defenses are troubling for me. And I feel like Mike Zimmer never put that into his offense. Like Zimmer never was like, I'm a defensive coordinator. I can look and see what offenses are challenging, and I can make my offense run that. He was more like, I'm just going to run the ball, and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so I'm I'm constantly optimistic about Kevin O'Connell. Like, I want to see what – I do want to see what happens when we hit the rough patch, and I want to see if he still keeps that same fire, that same energy, that same positive attitude. And I, I, I want to hear and see how the players react to him in, in the locker rooms and in the interviews up there. Because that's the biggest tell-off, too. Yeah, when you, when you have guys like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook who are dynamic offensive players, and look, Zimmer liked to run the football, but with Irv Smith now coming off injury, Adam Thielen, if he is indeed still on the Vikings this season, um, you, you have to lean in these offensive players. And I, I think just the way things ended in the Zimmer era, it just wasn't gelling there appropriately. And if Kevin O'Connell can keep Justin Jefferson happy, that's honestly priority number one. If he can that's the key. That's get more out of Dalvin key. Cook, also great. Um, just kind of become more creative in their in their offense and not just being very vanilla in, with what they've done in their approach on the offensive side of the ball. Very exactly. predictable, very predictable. Evan, what do you think, man? What do you think of the Kevin O'Connell hire? Um, I'm excited about it, honestly. I have uh, two main, I guess, takeaways from you know everything we've gathered from Kevin. Um, one is kind of um, Dennis's point about how he's an opposite of Zimmer from the perspective of He's an offensive coordinator who outsources defense, and Zimmer was a defensive coordinator who outsourced offense. But I think the main difference between them is that Zimmer seemed more of a micromanager. He wanted to outsource the offense but still have, you know, one hand on the wheel. Kevin O'Connell seems to be somebody who empowers his coaches a little bit more and, um, you know, will actually have their back. And another thing, I'm really surprised on how many Rams uh, coordinators and position coaches are actually following him to Minnesota. I think that's a, a huge key and in insight and to how much they really believe in him, how much – I'm not saying he's better than McVay. I'm not saying that they're choosing Kevin over over Sean. But, I mean, when you look at the amount of people following him here, I think it's an insight to the process he's going to run and, you know, the platform that he's going to provide all of these position coaches to really empower them for them to take next steps in their career. So this becomes a – this coaching staff becomes a kind of coaching staff to where, you know, coaches can take their next steps and, you know, everybody's empowered and really collaborative, I think it's going to be extremely positive. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, just a quick reaction from you guys, or question, I think, for you guys. If everything goes according to plan this offseason, however you see it fit, do you think the Vikings are a playoff team in 2022? Chanix, let's start with you. Uh, it's really hard to say. Um, a lot of things could happen, but it's like, if, if – <sighs> Yes, but we might probably lose in the first round. I think we could definitely make it because the NFC is just, just like again, we don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is staying or not leaving, mm-hmm. and if he leaves, it's even more in a scramble. And I believe 
Vikings, even with all the chaos that we've been talking about, it's, I think we can still be pretty good in that, especially of how bad NFC is at this currently moment. So I think we have a chance, but it's hard to say. Dennis, what do you think, man? So if everything goes according to my plan, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it's probably about a 20-30% plan. But my plan is more of a the retool, so it's going to be more of a youth movement. So we will lose a lot of our key veterans, but we're planning for the 2023 draft. And that's where that's where we're going to hit. Because we got to stop, get out of the habit of, like taking other people's leftover quarterbacks and try to make them ours. I want us to find our quarterback. And like, that's what we need. We need our own homegrown quarterback. And if it takes us having to sacrifice, I hate to say sacrifice, but have to use this year. And we can use this year and not really sacrifice, but let our young guys get that, those 20 draft picks we had the last two years, get that experience up. And then we can hit the ground running with our pickup with our, from 2023 on and we have more cap room. So I'm going to say no. Evan, how about you? Um, I'm tempted to decide with Dennis and say no because I think that we should be taking a step back and retooling. But then again, I look at last year's playoff picture, and Philly was the seventh seed. Yeah, that's <laughs> Philly, was not a, Philly was not a good team. <laughs> so I mean, I don't think the expectation should be to make you know a, a real playoff push. I think it should be a developmental year. Install your programs, your processes, and install your pro your your systems into you know develop your next quarterback. If you stumble into a seventh seed. You know, cool, but I don't think it should be a priority. Right. Learning. I think it's mostly like we need to learn. We need to develop. We need to develop a culture because right now we have something cool, really cool things. And having KOC to develop a culture for us is something to. Yeah, it's finally exciting. It's very exciting. And we're like, what can we do? Oh, this we haven't seen this before. It's like, again, third down. Are we going to run it? Are we going to not run it now? You know, establish the run. We don't, mm. We're not doing that anymore. So it's, it's exciting for us to, as fans, to actually finally find, to watch a new type of movie that is hopefully really exciting. Yeah, I, I legit think it's going to be the most fun Vikings offseason here in a long, long yes. time just because of everything that is, yeah, uncertain right now. Everything's up in the air, and the Combine is in 10 days here, then the draft will be here in about a month, and that's obviously going to be a blast for the Vikings too. There, there's a lot uh, at play for restructures, for veterans potentially being cut, moves to be made, and I'm, I'm curious uh, how, how this goes. Uh, guys, before we wrap here, I'll just give you guys one more chance uh, to give kind of one last take that you want to see from the Vikings here or any shout-outs you want to make. Uh, Chanix, I'll start with you. One last take um, uh, before we wrap on Bentley. One last take is probably just keep on doing what you're doing and just being – try to find your ways to establish a really nice culture for us, a new identity, a winning identity a championship identity for all of us could follow and stuff. So I think that's keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Dennis, how about you? Make Vikings football fun and exciting. Like bring the enthusiasm back, have people excited. I remember I missed, I was watching on YouTube. I was like, I missed the 96 questions with B-Rob. Like bring those type of things back. <laughs> like get the, get the team back out there and, and build that fan base back up. Cause we are, we're waiting. We are, we are starving for this championship, and I know we all want to do it. So that's my thing. Build the enthusiasm. And we earn it, too. I believe we earn it for this. Uh, we suffered enough. We suffered earned it. <laughs> we earn it more than any other team. Great point. No, great point. Uh, Evan, how about you, man? One last take on the Vikings. I think one last take is youth movement. And speaking to the youth movement, I'm going to show off our new puppy. <laughs> there we go. Georgia. 
She is also part of the youth movement. There we go. There we go. There we go. Her name's Georgia. She's about about 10 weeks old, and she's excited for this new Vikings regime, new Vikings season. I love it, dude. There we go. There we go. Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Do it with the dogs. Do it for the dogs. Hashtag, man. Hashtag, I love it, boys. Hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me on Vikings Ventline uh, today. And if you also are watching this, you want to get into future episodes, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. This will be back um, every Sunday night uh, right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel uh, with yours truly here. So we have plenty more content to come out, coming your, come your way next week. Uh, Judge Zolgat and myself and Phil Mack will be back in tow tomorrow on this YouTube channel. We just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. That's all we want. That's all we want. 